Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us on whatever affiliate you're tuned in or online. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Full gang is here. Bob, Kelly, and Luke, we're glad you're with us as well. Opening segment is always sponsored by our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great people to cater your next event for your business or your home or your family or your church. Dickies does a great job with catering, and uh, they're anxious to hear from you about catering your event. Going to talk basketball later in the show. We've got the pride of Puckett, Rose Warren, a defensive guard, and a, a young lady had a great game uh, for the Golden Eagles, uh, Lady Eagles Saturday. And we'll talk about all of that later, but we want to talk football right now, and we're very, very happy to have head football coach Will Hall and his director of player personnel, Joe Marino, on the show. And Coach, it uh, is always uh, fun and a great pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour. Oh, man, always great to be with you guys, Bob. Appreciate all you guys do, you know, in selling Southern Miss and selling what we're doing. And it's obviously a great time to be a Golden Eagle, man. We're we're off and running in, in men's and women's basketball and just so so proud of Coach Ladner and, and Coach Joy and, and how good they've been doing and so much fun to watch both teams play and we got a great week ahead of us, man. Thursday night it's gonna be on. There's gonna be black and gold everywhere and fired up and, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Well you're right about that, Coach, and I'm just gonna tell you though that that basketball momentum came off the heels of great momentum with our football program and it was so delightful to see our kids finish the season the way they did. I, I know I, I know how much work you put into it and everybody around you, and so uh, we're grateful to you for that, Coach. And now you've completed another recruiting class and uh, wanted to talk to you and Mr. Marino about that today. Sum up for us, if you will, to get things started. Uh, where you think uh, you were able to use the portal and uh, and recruitment to, uh, to better your football team? Yeah, so – it was just a a little bit of a different year for us, Bob. And when we first, you know, when we first got here, we were just trying to, we just needed bodies that could play. We needed to upgrade talent, but we also just we were depleted from an overall numeric standpoint. And so, uh, in year two, we had a phenomenal recruiting class uh, to tack on to that and get back to eighty five. And now we're in a situation where, you know, last year we had seventy one freshmen and sophomores on our team. So the majority of our team was back. We were able to be very, very selective, uh, really evaluate kids, get them to camp. And uh, once again, you see us, you know, accentuate the footprint 
and where we're from. And we think we just really landed some great, great players, not only with the transfer portal, but with the Mississippi Junior College system again. And then also we added some youth to our team uh, to, to, to continue to, to add, you know, young guys to develop and and, uh, and grow with Coach Ancar. So we think it's a well-rounded group. I think 29 signees overall, you know, offense, defense, and kicking game. And just really feel good about the overall health and well-being of our roster. When you look at our roster now, we've got, in every position room, we've got older guys that can play, and we've got young guys that can play. And so, like I said, when we when I was hired, it's going to take about three recruiting classes stacked on top of each other to, to fix this roster. And we feel like we've done that now. We're excited about what what the future holds for us. Coach, as a former quarterback, you know the the level of frustration. Look, just the just landed on the line here the the quarterback situation from day one really has not worked out the way that you would like it to so where do we where do we go from here uh as far as the quarterback position goes where are we now well we go up right kelly i mean (laughs) (laughs) there's only one way to go right yeah so uh no man look everybody knows we, we haven't gotten a lot of consistency at that position that falls first and foremost on me. You know, uh, you guys know my track record. The reason I'm the head coach is, uh, at Southern Miss is because we've always been great on offense. We've always particularly developed quarterbacks at a really high level everywhere we've been. I mean, we've we've shattered record books and all, and we had quarterbacks that are some of the all-time greats at every school we've been at. And it's going to be that here. Uh, you know, we inherited the program with only one quarterback on scholarship when we got it, and it's been a, you know, a, uh, a tough road to hoe, if you will, to build it back. We feel really good about where we're at going into spring ball. We've added two transfers, you know, and Holman Edwards from the University of Houston, from French Camp, Mississippi, and Billy Wiles from Ashburn, Virginia, from Clemson. And then we added a high school kid and Ethan Crawford from Hillcrest in Tuscaloosa, who was on his way to being the Alabama Player of the Year before uh, he was injured late in the year. So we added three to that room, and we've also got Zach Wilkie coming back. And so we've got the most competition we've ever had at that position. I kind of compare it to this time last year with what we did with the D-line room. Y'all know we right. we brought in all those D-linemen, and we went from being a position that didn't have a lot of kids in it to all of a sudden having a bunch and competing, and y'all saw what that did to that position room, and I think that's kind of what we've done with the quarterback room as well. Well, before we throw it to Luke, Coach, I'm just going to comment on that D-line room. You just had a badass defensive line. There just isn't any other way to describe it last year. Those kids were they were really special. Yeah, and you know what's great about that, Bob, is they're all back and yeah. uh and then we added some really good ones to them. We signed two freshmen, one from Clarksdale, Mississippi and Cameron Mackey, and one from Panhandle, Florida and Elijah Douglas, and then we added a transfer from University of Arkansas from the Panhandle of Florida and Eric Thomas. So they're all back and we added some more ballers to it and we think we got a chance to be really, really good up front. No question. Look, get in here with Coach. Coach, question for you, and then I want to talk to, uh, to Coach Moreno as well. Talk about the other side of the trenches. Um, some real big, huge freshmen you bring in. You also get Cavazos in the uh, transfer portal for Mississippi State. Talk about Luke Rogers and Tanner Welch, if you would. Yeah, so excited about all four old linemen we brought in. You know, Luke, you, you understand and know this. At the group of five level, offensive line is a developmental position. And I think what you saw at the end of last year with how we performed in our last game of the season, coupled with our bowl game, going into this year, you're seeing all of our O-line signees starting to get it and starting to grow. We signed a great group again this year 
Luke Rogers out of Brandon, coach's kid, Wyatt Rogers, his dad's a longtime Mississippi coach. Luke is just a mean, tough guy throwback that's going to really bring a lot of value at center and in the trenches. We thought he was arguably the best offensive lineman in Mississippi, you know, this year. And then uh, big Tanner Tank Welch out of Northwest Rankin brings a ton of size and physicality to the room. And then we signed Chris Hayes from Startful. Chris was one of those classic Mississippi kids from a Mississippi town, Startful, that was was phenomenal at camp. He was about 240 pounds as a junior, and he kept getting bigger and bigger and had a phenomenal senior year. We think we got a steal with him. And then we added Gabe Cavazos from Lake Cormorant, uh, transfer out of Mississippi State. He's also a young guy that's got three years left. So we're excited about the youth of all those guys, as well as the ones we signed last year. And they're just developing and growing. And uh, we really think our offensive line is in a really healthy standpoint. We've got four starters coming back, five that spot started. And uh, the, these young guys that we've been able to develop, we think we're in a good situation there. We're talking to Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall and now making his uh, Eagle Hour debut, director of player personnel Joe Marino. Coach, uh, thanks for coming on with Coach Hall today. Uh, you look at this class, only three JUCO guys, eight in the transfer portal, pretty heavy high school class. I think that you know speaks to uh, the depth that you that, that you guys feel like you have personnel-wise. Yeah, first off, thanks. thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, you know, it's funny, we, me and co- myself and Coach Hall were just talking about, you know, the health of the roster. And the key for us is, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to scramble every year to try to plug and plug and play guys. You want to get to a position where your seniors graduate and that next class has already stepped up, stepping in. They've been in the program. They're developed. And uh, I think this class is a good example of that. You know, we've, we had some needs, immediate needs. Uh, when you look at the receiver room, you know, losing Jason Brownlee, uh, you kind of want to replace with some, with some guys there. Um, but for the most part, really, I think we, we did a great job in, in bringing in some high school kids that haven't even scratched the surface of what they're going to be in two to three years from now. Bob? Uh, Coach, uh, also, we've got about 45 seconds left, uh, and then we're going to bring you back for another segment. Real quickly, you've done so well in the portal this year, I think some more big additions uh, via the portal, correct? That's correct, absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've had about – Eight guys that we've uh, we feel like we've hit hit on uh, hit on pretty well. All right, we're talking to uh, Coach Joe Marino, Director of Player Personnel, Head Football Coach Will Hall. Going to continue our conversation with those gentlemen right on the other side of the break. Take just a moment. I want to welcome a new client to uh, the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, that is Jana King, the King of Clean here in Hattiesburg. Uh, Jana King, uh, Jana King can uh, can clean your business. Your home in the case of disaster, uh, any any kind of flooding, any kind of fire, anything of that nature. These are the people to call. Jana King right here in Hattiesburg, King of Clean. We're very happy to have uh, Jana King joining the Super Talk Eagle Hour family. I wonder if they if they do smoke damage because the Cajuns are going to get smoked Thursday night coming in Let here. Let it begin. <laughs> and if you Let's don't have go. your tickets, you better hurry up because they're uh, running out. Okay, okay. Jana Clean. <laughs> King. Well, King, welcome to the Eagle Hour. You confused me, Sanders. Just shut up and sit over there. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They sponsored this segment of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to buy all your Southern Miss swag. If you're listening in other parts of the state, listening online or in a podcast later today, you can always go to campusbookmark.net. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall and director of player personnel Joe Marino about the uh, about the recruiting class as uh, we get uh, ready for, I guess, spring football, really not that far off. Coach, for, for people that may not be aware how things work on the inside, uh, if you will briefly let people know how you and uh, Coach Marino work together and deciding the kids that you want to go after and, and how that coordination takes place. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I'm just going to go from a holistic standpoint and let Joe kind of be more specific with you because he does a phenomenal job. And But, you know, it starts off with uh, everything funnels through him and his office. You know, he's going to evaluate kids, particularly in our footprint first. And if he rates them in a standpoint that goes – uh, worthy of moving up the ladder, they'll go from him to the position coach, and then the position coach rates them. And if they approve them, then it goes up to the coordinator, and if the coordinator approves them, then it goes up to me. And uh, Joe's kind of in charge of making sure I watch so many a day as a list for me, and I watch them every day. And then at the end of the day, at our staff meeting in the afternoons, we go through the ones I watch, and I tell the staff if I want to go ahead and pull the trigger and offer them, or if I don't. We're a little different here. We don't throw out a million offers like a lot of colleges do because if we offer a kid, that means we do want him and we would take his commitment. So an offer is real from us. We're just kind of old school and and up front and forthright in how we do it. That's a general deal. As far as the intricacies of each position, I'm going to hand it over to Joe and kind of let him kind of – we have parameters we use for each deal, and I'll kind of let him go into that. All right, Coach, go ahead. Yeah, so basically we go position-based um, recruiting here, and, and the first thing I'm looking at is their, their athletic profile, um, you know, from a size to speed to play strength to competitive toughness, um, as you will. But really the process begins uh, their their junior year, of course, um, and we kind of identify about a top 75 to a top 100 group of guys during their junior seasons as we keep up with. And then uh, as we go through right now, this January, February period right before spring ball is when we do a real deep dive into our footprint. We go team by team uh, trying to find, you know, the best players on each team in the state and the footprint, and that's kind of how, how I go about my process. You know, Coach, one thing I saw this year in my time around the football team uh, in practices during the week was what high-character kids these were, how, how polite and articulate they were and I have to believe that that's a big part of the process, too, is what they're like off the field and in the classroom and in their personal lives as well. Yeah, you know, Bob, the the thing that that everybody probably gets tired of me saying around here, but I say it all the time, is is tape, camp, and character. You know, if their tape's good, and then we get them to camp in the summer so we can put true measurements on them and they perform well at camp, and then we check their character and their character's good, and that's a Southern Miss guy. You know, take take camp and character. If we're three for three on all those, then we've probably got us a good football player right there, particularly if they're from the footprint because we know the checkups are going to be sound and true because we know where they're from and know the people we're talking to and know if we can trust them or not. So, uh, you know, another thing we talk about is we look for one-strike kids, meaning we look for kids that, 
your Alabamas and your LSUs won't, except for one reason. They've got one strike against them. So maybe that's a maybe that's a six four wide out that runs a four six five instead of a four four five. So he's good in every way. Good enough to play at Alabama. They just don't think he's quite fast enough. Maybe that's a five nine wide, like Ty Mims, right? Ty Mims is an SEC football player in every way, but Ty Mims is short. And that was his one strike. But in every way else, he's a big time football player. So that's what we look for is, is those one strike guys. We don't want guys that are just pretty good in several areas. We want guys that are great in every area except for one. And then we can game plan and work around that. Coach Marino, I want to ask you, as you're beating the bushes to find these kids, what can you tell about these athletes based on their social media presence? Uh, definitely. We, we go right to Twitter after we watch the huddle. You know, so you're definitely checking the character on the kid and, you know, what kind of stuff are they posting? Is it somebody that's, that's our type of guy or is it somebody that really uh, – might might shed a little bit of a bad light on the program so that that's very important in our evaluation process as well then you would think that the kids would understand that but it seems to me from talking to you and several of your colleagues across the country that kids really aren't thinking about that like they should agreed oh no no doubt about it <laughs> we come across uh, some wild stuff every day on, on twitter's that yeah that we we, we find questionable <laughs> I like that terminology. We find questionable. Right. All right, Luke. Uh, speaking of Twitter, Luke, get in here. There's a reason for that. You know, during uh, like 12 to 19, the crucial you know part of the brain that's responsible for decision making like takes a nap. Okay, so that's uh, it's a it's a medical condition. Anyway, I want to ask uh, you first, Coach Moreno. Uh, man, great experience you have in in your short time. I mean, you were at you're at Stanford and and you were at Auburn before before coming to Southern Miss. What you talked earlier about your approach. Um, what does it feel like for you? Because everybody knows you on Twitter. You get you hit these creature alerts. I mean, for you, how rewarding is it from the time you you watch a kid the first time on huddle to when they they send in that uh that that letter that they're signed and committed to Southern Miss? Gosh, it, it's an awesome feeling when it's somebody you know you kind of you kind of bring to light. And uh, luckily enough, here, you know, coach coach values personnel department you know, very highly. So our opinions kind of matter. And uh, that's, that's the biggest thing right there is, is being able to voice your opinion and being able to talk one-on-one with these coaches. And it's different everywhere, but here, our personnel department, uh, we, we have quite a say in, in what we think about players. So it's really rewarding at the end of the day when, when we get to signing day, coach knows I come in here all suited up and <laughs> it's my, it's one of my favorite days of the year for sure. Coach Hall, I want to ask you about a couple more guys. Uh, Jalen Sims, um, who was originally with Memphis, had some SEC offers. Um, talk about him. He's one of the three JUCO guys. And then, if you would, comment on on some guys, uh, some some transfer guys, Lawrence and then Rodriguez-Clark from Memphis as well. Yeah, so first off, at linebacker, you know, we, we signed Jalen Sims out of Colin, uh, out of Birmingham, Alabama, Fultondale High School, and then Kobe Cage out of Holy Cross, uh, in New Orleans by way of the University of Arizona. We're excited about both of those guys. They're both here at mid-year. Uh, we think they're going to add a lot of value to the linebacker room. You know, we lost Santrell, Latham, and we lost Dalen Gill, but we also get Swayze Bozeman and Hayes Maples back. So we think we're going to be incredibly deep at linebacker, with a lot of talent. And then, uh, you know, Dylan Lawrence and, and Drake Clark, we signed both of them after the December signing day. They are enrolled here now and going through the offseason with Coach Ann Carr. Dylan 
is George County man, Mississippi, Southern Miss guy, played at Mississippi State, graduated, and then we got him back home and brings a lot of length and physicality to the to the secondary. And then uh, Dreek Clark, Starkville, Mississippi, football town, uh, signed him at Memphis. He went up there, started some games for him, and we got him back home as well. Uh, we think both of them are going to add a lot of value to their rooms and uh, a lot, a lot of, lot of talent, a lot of talent, a lot of ability. And uh, you know, like I said, we talked about Eric Thomas earlier. That's already here. Uh, Taquan Henderson from Colin by way of Canton, Mississippi, is already here at wide receiver. He's a physical kid. It's a great kid, true tough guy. We talked about Gabe Cavazos. Other transfers that are already here. Joe, oh, MJ Daniels from George County. Yeah, uh, you know, big time recruit, superb athlete, just a good old country Southern Miss tough guy. Man, I mean, the day he committed, he left out of my office, and I said, "Man, what are you doing? You want to hang out a little longer? We can take you to eat." Or he said, "Coach, I got to get back home. I got, I'm supposed to be duck hunting this afternoon." You know, and I said, "Dude, you're my <laughs> kind of guy. We're going. We're, you're going to fit in great here." Coach, do you, you, know, do you, you have any idea at this point uh, mathematically what percentage of your roster are going to be Mississippi guys next year? It seems like a ton. We had, what, 73 last year, Joe? I think we had 73 last year, Kelly. Obviously, that's a moving part right. each year. Uh, but, you know, man, we cater to Mississippi kids. Right. If it's close, we're going to go with the guy we know the most about. Sure. Uh, and so – you know, we're expanding into our footprint. We're doing better and better. We got two kids uh, from, from Louisiana this year, a linebacker from the North Shore, Jacob Johnson, and then Kobe Cage from Holy Cross. We've gotten several from the Panhandle, again, with Eric Thomas and Elijah Douglas on the D-line. We we got two tight ends from Georgia right on the Alabama line, and then a uh, another one from Georgia, too. Oh, an outside linebacker, Tremont Henry. So, you know, we continue to recruit Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana and the Panhandle hard, and even that Georgia-Alabama border right there. But the more we can find out about a kid, the more questions get eliminated. Right? You want to, you know, Kelly. If you, if you, if you, the reason marriages last longer when people date for a long time is because they eliminate more and more questions about each other. Right? They figure out more and more about each other. So the more we can figure out about these kids and the more we know about them, the more we're 100% sure that the fit's going to be right. And uh, I feel really good about how we built this roster and, and, and what we've got in place. Coach, we always appreciate your time. You know, you're always welcome here. Coach Marino, we want to thank you for coming on the Eagle Hour as well. And, uh, Coach, we'll be uh, checking back with you when uh, spring ball gets started here shortly. Y'all bring it on, guys, and I'm glad y'all had Joe on. He's kind of one of the unsung heroes of our program, just a phenomenal guy that really gets it and has done a great job in helping us fix this roster. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Coach Will Hall, Coach uh, Joe Marino, little football talk here in February. We're going to switch gears, talk to basketball, talk a little basketball here from Rose Warren. Continue on the Eagle Hour after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, many thanks, head football coach Will Hall and Coach Marino for joining us uh, here in the first half of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. So accessible is uh, Will Hall, and we're very grateful to him for that. Also, one more reminder: want to welcome Jana King, the King of Clean, 
to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. The Jana King team has been working for 35 years cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. That's JanaKingCleans.com for more information. Men and women's basketball both win this weekend. Lady Eagles at home blow up uh, South uh, Alabama. That's always good to say. 61 to 40 on heels of a 38 point uh, second half. They were actually tied at halftime, and through much of the first half, the Lady Eagles trailed South Alabama, but uh, blew them out in the second half. Uh, Lady Eagles continued to play well. One of the one of the kind of the unsung heroes on the team is Rose Warren out of Puckett, the pride of Puckett, Kelly, and a great defensive player. Comes off the bench, really gives the Golden Eagles a spark defensively. Had a couple of nice, uh, nice scores as well Saturday, including a beautiful three-point uh, shot uh, from the corner. We talked to Rose last week. Here's what she had to say about the way the season is progressing. Rose Warren uh, with us on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Rose, uh, 14-7. and seven. Uh, You lost a couple games on the road. Both were really close games. This team is right in the hunt uh, for the conference championship. Yes, sir, we are. I was talking to Coach today. We're in the last couple weeks. I mean, we're just preparing every day for championship. Yeah. I want to ask you about your game. This has been my observation. I watch you guys play a lot, and you can shoot the three-point shot well. You can steal passes. You, you do a lot of good things on the floor. But I get the impression you really like playing defense because you really, when you're on the floor, you really seem to go after the people that you're guarding. Yes, sir. Well, you can ask Coach McNillis. When I got here, I did not know how to play defense. Now, I still wouldn't say that I'm our best defender. I, most of the steals that I get are because we have great point guards that pressure the ball, and I can jump into the passing lane so I can get the steal. But I definitely developed my defense when I got here to Southern Miss. Thanks, Coach. She emphasizes that. Is that fair to say? <laughs> that is very fair to say. We, we're definitely a defensive team. I mean – we hold all of our opponents below their averages. The announcers that were carrying, that were broadcasting the game Saturday, were talking about when you came into the game, you brought, and they determined this as grit. You brought grit into the game, and uh, you really seemed to pick the team up defensively. So you've adapted to that, apparently. Yes, sir. Well, I like to think that I'm pretty gritty, but we have a really gritty team. I mean, that's that's like the basis of our team here. I mean, Coach McNillis builds on that. I mean, we work out hard. We practice hard. We have a great group of practice guys. Coach T says that they would be national champs. I mean, we're going hard every day, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on. So I would say overall, we're just a gritty team. Another observation I have about the basketball team is you guys are very close. Every time there's a break in the game, you guys are arm in arm. I see a, a lot of encouragement from player to player. There, there seems to be no selfishness at all on this team. There is not. I'm, and we, I mean, everybody has bad days. Everybody gets down. But we have just a great group of girls that pick each other up. And we're always there for each other. It's really a sisterhood here. Yeah. You've come a long way from playing at a, at a small school, with all due respect to the school. What has what has becoming a Division One athlete uh, meant to you? How's it been different, perhaps, than what you had thought it might be? Well, I've always said it was I was a big fish in a small pond, and now I'm a little fish in an ocean. But um, really, it's just adapting to 
all the different people that you meet, all the different players that you'll play. I mean, you come in thinking you're the best, and then you're average. So you, it's like, it's just a new level, and then you have to work to be good at that level. So it's been a grind since I've got here. All right, Rose Warren, everybody, and uh, like I say, a defensive player does a really good job defensively. But down uh, for the Lady Eagles uh, when she comes into play. And uh, I want to remind everybody, and we're going to talk about the men's game here in a second, there is a doubleheader taking place Thursday. And I know there's a lot of hoopla about the Lafayette game, but the women are playing very well themselves. They're in reach of winning the conference themselves. They'll be playing at 5 o'clock against Texas State, a team that beat them on the road earlier this year. So if you're planning to come to the game uh, Thursday night, by all means, we hope that you'll be there at 5 o'clock to cheer on the Lady Eagles, uh, followed by the men. Twice as much basketball and good basketball. And the ladies right. would, would love to have you there. And, and, Bob, one of the things that a lot of people don't know that, that you have relayed to us in different meetings is that Coach McNellis actually has her women's team practice against very skilled men's basketball players. She does. And I watched that for about 30 minutes the other night. And let me tell you. The guys aren't giving any quarter. The girls aren't giving any quarter. They are going. They are going after each other. And uh, they told me that those young men, uh, and these are skilled kids. I mean, right. These are good basketball players. Those young men are invaluable, and uh, that it really kind of toughens up. You know, I mean, if you if if you play thirty minutes in every practice against a bunch of guys that are bigger and stronger than you, then uh, you're ready. You and, and if you're sparring in that type of situation, and again, this is not a sexist discussion, but you you probably it probably very difficult to find women as talented as the Lady Eagles are. So then your only other choice is go get some guys, and, and they do, and they're there at every practice. Kind of came as a surprise to me, but uh, I, I could see why after watching them. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. All right, guys, Felipe Hase showed off uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon, scored 26 points. Now, I got to tell you, the, you know, the, the men were behind at halftime, and you're sort of shaking your head going, what? What? But uh, they pulled away in the second half. It's hard to believe, Kelly Center. They're 21-4. and four. And uh, according to uh, Jack McDonald here, I believe this is, uh, this is only the 12th time in program history and the first time since the 2011-2012 season that Southern Miss has won 21 games, and they still got games to go. And not getting a sniff from the AP Top 25. Hard to believe. Not a sniff, and I think the Eagles are one of maybe five teams, I don't know the exact number, but it's not very many, that have that many wins. Still, it's still relatively early in the season. I mean, you got three weeks left if you include postseason tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even registering any votes in the top twenty-five. But I'll tell you, uh, if we can bring Luke into the discussion, Luke, if and Bob talked about the double header, which that's certainly a reason to get a ticket because you get two games for the price of one. But man, if you don't have a ticket for ga- the game Thursday night, you best hurry up. Yeah, if you go to southernmiss.com, there's already eight sections of Reed Green Coliseum. They're sold out. Uh, there's a few tickets left, like chairback, and and that they may not be official. We're kind of getting told that the chairbacks are sold out. I went on southernmiss.com. There's like, you know, less than probably like 20 chairbacks uh, that that I saw, and uh, so, but there there are a, a few left. But guys, we're talking about, you know, we're, the, right now we're talking about possibly six thousand, sixty five hundred fans. And this thing's close to being possibly a sellout. The, the greenhouse did hold 8,000, 
But you got to remember they they took like half of a of a section off right. when they installed the media section and where Lee and Larry broadcast uh, up top. We've done some remotes up there, so don't know the official capacity now of Reed Green. But the, I, I saw where the first five thousand fans are going to get those Dub City um, uniforms, and we'll, we'll recap the Sun Belt, you know, in the next segment. But right now. At the top, Southern Miss ten and two, Louisiana ten and two, Southern Miss twenty one and four, Louisiana twenty and four. Latest bracketology from CBS has the Golden Eagles in the East starting in Albany, paired up against Indiana as a twelve seed. Guess who's in the other side of, of that, which would be around uh, around of thirty two? It'd be Liberty or St. Mary's. So pretty interesting, the Flames yeah. and the Golden Eagles like that. But that's just well, – all that stuff's moving. They were in the south on Friday, according to CBS. The Golden Eagles right now projected a, a 12 seed, but you got to win, win <laughs> Thursday night against Louisiana. Well, you're going to have to win the tournament. Is that not right, Kelly? You're going to have to win the tournament in Pensacola. And this this will be a good precursor to it for sure. And, again, the Eagles have defended home serve every single game this year. They have not lost at Reed Green Coliseum. Now, Kelly, they'll be giving out some T-shirts before the women's game, too. Will, will they not? I think the T-shirts are – are you, I think on the shirt they're going to have both men's and women's players in the diagram. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the first 5,000 includes the first 5,000 period or just first 5,000 – That's a good question. For the Maybe women's we or, should reach out and find out about that. But 5,000 uh, – uh, updated net rankings, Sunbelt still has four teams, uh, not just in the top 100, in the top 85. Louisiana's 85, James Madison 84, Marshall. I think they went, uh, even though they lost, I think they're still, yeah, they're 76. Southern Miss Crack in the top 60, they're 59. All right, I want to thank 4th Street Barn Grill for sponsoring uh, the third segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour every day. Great place to have lunch. Guarantee you, if you guarantee you the games will be on starting at 5 o'clock Thursday afternoon at 4th Street Bar and Grill. So you can go get a cold PBR, Kelly, and a big shrimp poor boy and sit there and have a good time. Not many people even serve PBRs anymore, but at 4th Street. They God do. bless them for doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Talk about old school, right? <laughs> old Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Beautiful day outside, but it's always a beautiful day inside at DBAT and D1. 70-yard turf indoor running facility weights on the other side at DBAT. Eight batting cages, pitching machines for baseball and softball, the pro shop, instructions, instructors, everything. DBAT, D1, DBAT, Hattiesburg. Dot com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. If you missed a great two interviews with head football coach Will Hall, director of player personnel Joe Moreno, uh, the first two segments of the show, really just we, we, we talked all about 
this uh, the complete signing class for the 2022-2023, as well as uh, just the approach. And Coach Moreno, with experience at both Stanford um, and, and Auburn, he's actually at Harvard for a year before that. Really cool, the approach. And if you miss that, you can always listen to the Eagle Hour On Demand supertalk.fm uh, let me let me jump in here form. real quick I, I just got confirmation that they are going to distribute these t-shirts during the women's game so if you if you're in attendance at the women's game uh thursday night you should be in line to get a t-shirt as well so i'm glad to hear that go ahead i'm sorry over the weekend um in the sunbelt course golden eagles uh defeat um georgia state on the road they won 79 71 south alabama knocks off ul ULM 72-64. Arkansas State defeats Coastal Carolina 73-57. James Madison wins in Boone over App State. Old Dominion took down Georgia Southern. Troy defeated Texas State. And then the big one we were all watching, uh, Louisiana defeated Marshall 77-67. And that's going to be a key matchup. We're going to talk to Jay Walker tomorrow from Louisiana, but they got some bigs down below that uh, that Jay Ladner and company are going to have to to scheme against. So uh, as I mentioned last segment, in case you missed it, Southern Miss ten and two, Louisiana ten and two, both teams a two game lead over Marshall and James Madison uh, on the women's side. Lady Eagles in a five way tie for second place, eight and four. Uh, they're tied with James Madison, Texas State, Old Dominion, Louisiana, Troy leading the conference um, at ten and two. We talked. Uh, about Jason Brownlee playing in the NFLPA Bowl uh, last weekend. Eric Scott Jr. played in the uh, East-West Shrine game over the weekend, and and uh, we heard from from Southern Miss coaches as well as through social media that Eric Scott is going to test off the charts, but, man, he really made a big impression. There's actually a, a picture of, of Bill Belichick talking to East Scott uh, for multiple minutes during a practice, and, and I found this um, tweet. Um, from from a reporter that the on the Shrine Bowl broadcast, the Patriot coaches told reporters that Eric Scott was the quote most comfortable corner they had in press coverage this week. So uh, both of those guys, I believe their their draft uh, stocks are are rocketing right now. Awesome to see, and good for them because you know there's no time like the present, and um, there's not a whole lot of time between now and April. I mean, you think that there is but there really isn't when the draft takes place so if you and and the more and you know how it is luke like once you get the attention of somebody like bill belichick then the other teams who might not have thought much of eric scott to begin with they're going back going wait a minute did we miss something right because if belichick likes him there's got and and we didn't like him as much there has to be something we're missing just because of the credibility that belichick brings to the table so, but Eric Scott will be the recipient of of all of those uh, all those good tidings coming forward. So we'll, we'll see where where that shakes out in the draft. Meanwhile, the baseball team getting ready for, gosh, what are we about eleven days away now? Something like that uh, before the opener. And a broadcasting note: we are anticipating the big basketball game on Thursday. We're going to be at Reed Green Coliseum on Thursday broadcasting this program remotely getting ready for the big double header between uh, the lady eagles and texas state and then the men against louisiana we've got remotes set up for ramey motors like we always do man we're going to be taking the show on the road but all things uh, southern miss we're going to have here on the show luke so looking forward to a big week ahead and again if you haven't gotten your tickets yet for thursday night um 
we're, we're being told, you know, if, if there are any chair back seats available, they're just going to be few and far between, you know, maybe a single seat here or there. But eight, eight sections, Luke, of Reed Green are now sold out, we're being told? Yeah, according to southernmiss.com, the, uh, the, the ticket map, yeah, there's, there's eight sections. One of the uh, chairbacks is sold out. I think another one is. A lot of the general admission um, is, is sold out. One more note on basketball. Uh, our good friend Andrew Abity asked uh, Jay Ladner at his press conference today about Mo Arnold, who uh, got dinged up against Georgia State, dealing with a bruised hip, but he should be able to go. Uh, Thursday against uh, Louisiana, so looks like Golden Eagles will have both both point guards there. Again, we'll have Jay Walker on tomorrow to uh, to talk more uh, about the Louisiana basketball team. Kelly, we're also slated to have a Southern Miss basketball coach as well. Right, they're trying to work work schedules to see which one of the coaches will be joining us tomorrow. But we'll get an inside look at uh, at the Cajuns and how the Eagles plan to beat the Cajuns here and return that favor because the Eagles were defeated by. Uh, the Cajuns down in Lafayette earlier this season. All right, twenty-one we'll, and four, guys. All right, we'll, time. we'll also be broadcasting the show from Reed Green on Thursday, and uh, hopefully, we're going to have Coach Shirley McDellis and Coach Jay Ladner uh, as we get ready for that big doubleheader Thursday afternoon at Reed Green. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future Talk Mississippi Media Production.